is the uh, day we celebrate the Festival of the Holy Trinity, and we start this long season of Sundays after Pentecost, or weekends after Pentecost. Traditionally, this first weekend after Pentecost is set aside to think about and to celebrate the Trinity, one of the central teachings of the Christian faith, that we worship one God, one God who has revealed himself to us in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, we are also starting our new summer uh, sermon series and Bible class series and Sunday school series called God's Living Water. And the story that we'll think, we will think about, especially tonight, is the creation of the world, the fall of man into sin, and then God's plan of salvation to redeem his fallen creation. For our friends who are worshiping online or who are listening on the radio, just a reminder, you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org. There you'll find the bulletin for the service under the resources tab, and you can find a place for uh, giving your offering to the Lord under the give tab. A few other announcements to share with you before we begin worship tonight. A um, uh, few important things start this week. Evening prayer begins this week. Evening prayer is a short, mostly sung time of worship and prayer on the first and third Wednesdays of the month during the summer. So service begins at 6 p.m. and that uh, this Wednesday, and it will take place in the prayer chapel. Summer Choir begins rehearsing this upcoming Thursday, June 8th at 7 p.m. Please join the Summer Choir, even if you, if you don't sing in the, in the regular choir during the year. Uh, if you've got some time during, to serve in that way over the summer, please do so. This Thursday is when the first rehearsal will be. And a new women's fellowship group will gather on Saturday, June 10th. 9.30, starting at 9.30 until 12 noon. Uh, ladies are invited to bring a light brunch item to share and meet down in the gym by the kitchen. Uh, there's a little more information in the chapel weekly about the, that, that women's fellowship opportunity, and there's a couple emails or, or phone numbers you can reach out to if you have any questions about that. In addition to the TJ Pizza fundraiser opportunity where, where you can help the LAMP mission teams uh, fund their trip to northern Canada, we are also seeking for members to provide some food items for the team. You can see the display in the, in the, uh, at the Welcome Center for both the TJ Pizza forms and the food items that are needed for that trip. And more information about that is in your weekly today as well. This year, we are excited that Chapel is partnering with Grace Chapel uh, and Blessed Savior Lutheran Churches for Vacation Bible School. Uh, VBS starts on Sunday, June 25th. It goes through Thursday, June 29th, and it will be an evening VBS this year. It'll be 5.30 until 8 p.m. each of those days. The location will be Grace Chapel this year, and uh, we, ask, we ask for uh, volunteers, if anybody can volunteer during those times. Um, uh, VBS is for kids 4 to 11, and volunteers can be anybody from age 12 and above. So please sign up at the Welcome Center if you can, if you can help and take some flyers to invite family and friends to come to VBS. Our director of the month is Christy Bamer, and she's going to stand right there. She's going to greet you at the back door as you leave today. Get to know us. Christy is one of your uh, uh, members of the board of directors here at Chapel. And our elder of the weekend is Rich Langfeld, and he is standing right here in the middle. He's going to also greet you at the door as you leave today. Get to know both of them as leaders here in your church. God's blessings to you as we worship together. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with each other, after which we will sing our entrance hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy.
Beloved of God, let us confess together that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that daily we have sinned against our gracious God and deserve his punishment now and eternally. We have not always nurtured and cared for the handiwork of God, the Creator. We have not always given Jesus, our Savior, the full lordship of our lives. We have not fully followed the prompting and leading of the Holy Spirit. We have not always honored the, the strong name of the Trinity in thought, word, and deed. Let us pray, confessing our sins to our gracious God. Almighty God, have mercy upon us, forgive us sins, and lead us to everlasting life. Amen. Almighty God, merciful Father, in holy baptism you declared us to be your children and gathered us into your one holy church in which you daily and richly forgive us our sins and grant us new life through your Spirit. Be in our midst, enliven our faith, and graciously receive our prayer and praise. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Father, 
dwelling in majesty and filling creation with your spirit, reveal your glory through our Lord Jesus Christ, cleanse us from doubt and fear, and send us boldly into the world to worship you with your Son and Holy Spirit, one God, living and reigning now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Our first reading is from the second chapter of Genesis. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came, came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, the trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the, tr were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there, it separated into four head waters. The name of the first is the Pashan. It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of the land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gahan. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Ashur. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat it, you will surely die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsibly Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. All flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, 
all that swim the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. The second reading is from the second chapter of Acts. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Men of Israel, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said this about him. I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the past of life. You will fill me with a joy in your presence. Brothers, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on earth, on oath, that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Seeing what is, was ahead, he spoke of the resurrection of Christ, that he was not abandoned to the grave, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life. And we are all witnesses of that fact, of the fact. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please rise as you are able for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. 
This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated as we sing our hymn of the word, How Great Thou Art.
Moses describes in Genesis chapter 2 how God created the first man and woman, Adam and Eve. And then he says this, starting in verse 8 of chapter 2. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden. From there it separated and became four rivers. Did you notice how careful God was to make sure that that garden was a well-watered paradise? That water made fruit abundant. That water made the tree of life flourish. And with four rivers watering the Garden of Eden, there would be plenty of room for Adam and Eve's family to multiply and to spread, just like God told them to do. In chapter 1, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. It was literally paradise that Adam and Eve received from God. They lived at peace and in harmony with one another and with everything around them. They had abundant food. They had perfect weather and climate. They had perfect health. There's no suffering or pain or disease or death. There was no violence or crime or war. They enjoyed the presence of their God. They walked with God. They talked with God. And they, they ate from that tree of life. And because they ate from that tree of life, they would live forever. But there was another tree there in the middle of the garden the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And God had warned Adam and Eve not to eat from that tree. For if they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they would surely die. Well, you know what happened at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan deceived Eve with his lies. She ate that forbidden fruit, and she gave some to Adam. He also ate it. And they fell into sin... And they felt the effects of that sin immediately. They heard God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And you remember? They were absolutely terrified of him. They ran away from God. That God who made them from the dust of the earth. That God who loved them. That God who fed them, who cared for them. Now they couldn't get away from him quickly enough. And we, Adam and Eve's children, have been running away from God because of our sin ever since. We have inherited that sinful nature. And we fight and we struggle and we wrestle with it every single day of our lives. Every single one of us has this predisposition to sin and to do what is evil. How often I think we want to shout out what St. Paul writes in Romans chapter 7. What a wretched person I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? And perhaps those were the very words that Adam and Eve cried out. Oh Lord, how wretched in sin we are. Who will rescue us from this body of death? And God has a beautiful and gracious answer to that desperate cry. He gives them an incredible promise. 
told them that one of Eve's offspring would undo this horrible damage that the devil and their disobedience had done. The promised Savior who was to come would crush the head of that serpent who led them into sin. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he is that promised offspring who suffered and died on the cross to pay for our sins and to pay for our rebellion. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he's the one who came to restore that life-giving relationship between God and us. Who will rescue us from our sin? Thanks be to God. It's Jesus. Jesus who was born as a baby in Bethlehem. It's Jesus who went to that cross and died for those sins of ours. It's Jesus who rose victoriously on that Easter morning so long ago. Jesus Christ rescues us from sin and from death and from the power of the devil. Although Adam and Eve had that wonderful promise, the promise of salvation, that promise of a Savior who was to come, Still, they were driven out of that well-watered Garden of Eden. Because now, that wonderful tree of life in the garden actually turned deadly to them. God knew that living forever in sin would have been worse than death. It would have been eternal hell, separation from God, punishment for our sinful nature and the sins that we can never not commit. So in deep love and in deep compassion, God drives Adam and Eve out of that garden and he placed an angel there to guard the way to the tree of life. There is no going back there to that tree of life for Adam and Eve. Now they needed to go forward with the promise that God would raise up one of their descendants to undo all that damage that Satan had done. They knew that this child would restore the image of God inside of them, making them perfectly righteous again. He would one day restore their perfect relationship with God and with each other. Instead of the Garden of Eden's tree of life, they needed a tree of death, that cross of Jesus, that cross of the promised Savior, that cross on which he died. On that tree of death, Jesus would take away their sins and the sins of you and me so we would be returned to God. Interestingly, the, the last book of the Bible, we've been talking about the first book of the Bible, Genesis, but the last book of the Bible, Revelation, shows us that time when that first great promise of God is fulfilled. It shows us Jesus Christ returning to earth and to raising the dead to judge the world to restore his broken creation. Revelation 22, 1-5 to describes our eternal home. Listen to how God, through St. John, reminds us of our first home in the Garden of Eden. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and his servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. 
There will be no more night. There will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. That is our future. That is the future for God's children. That's your future, and that's mine. We will once again, and we will eternally, receive the blessings of God's living water. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. As this is the weekend that we celebrate the Holy Trinity, this weekend, this evening, we will confess together a portion of the Athanasian Creed. So there are, are three creeds that we confess and believe as a church, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, which we are very familiar with. We speak those quite often. And then there's the Athanasian Creed. Now, we don't normally recite the Athanasian Creed together in worship, and the reason for that is that it's, it's quite long. That's why we will only speak a portion of that creed tonight. However, we do that because this particular creed, the Athanasian Creed, reminds us of the, the doctrine of the Trinity. That's a special emphasis of the Athanasian Creed. So we stand and we confess our faith using those words of the Athanasian Creed, page 10 in your bulletin. And there are portions for, for me and for men and for women and for everybody. I will speak everyone's part, just so you're aware of that, especially for our are people who are worshiping with us online. We confess the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as we profess proportions of the ancient ecumenical creed written in the third century on the basis of Church Father Athanasius' teachings. Whoever will be saved shall, above all else, hold the Catholic faith. And the Catholic faith is this, that we worship one God in three persons, and three persons in one God neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. The Father is uncreated, incomprehensible, eternal. The Son is uncreated, incomprehensible, eternal. The Spirit is uncreated, incomprehensible, eternal. So likewise, the Father is Almighty God, the Son is Almighty God, and the Holy Spirit is Almighty God. And yet they are not three lords, but one Lord. For we are compelled by the Christian truth to acknowledge every person by himself to be both God and Lord. So we cannot, by the Catholic faith, say that there are three gods or three lords. There is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three Holy Spirits. And in this Trinity, none is before or after another. None is greater or less than another so that in all things the unity in Trinity is to be worshipped. He, therefore, that will be saved is compelled thus to think of the Trinity. Furthermore, it is necessary to everlasting salvation that he also believe faithfully the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the right faith is that we believe and confess that our Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is God and man, who suffered for our salvation, descended into hell, rose again the third day from the dead. He ascended into heaven. He sits at the right hand of the Father, God Almighty, from whence he will come to judge the living and the dead. At whose coming all men will rise again with their bodies and will give an account of their own works. And they that have done good will go into life everlasting, 
and they that have done evil into everlasting fire. This is the Catholic faith, which except a person believe faithfully and firmly, he cannot be saved. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. Please rise as you are able for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O God, our Father, we praise you for your goodness. You have made us and all that we have and all that we are. Thank you, Father, for providing all that we need to support this body and life. Grant peace to all nations. We pray that your word may be proclaimed without obstruction and that those who preach, teach, hear, obey, and believe may be protected from persecution. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, we give thanks to you for our salvation. We pray that the love you have shown to us might be made known through us to people of all places and languages, that all may come to know and believe in you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy Spirit, fill our hearts and lives with your presence. Enlighten us with your gifts and keep us in the one true faith. Continue to nourish our faith as you have promised through word and sacrament, and bring us at last to that place prepared for us, where we will dwell with our triune God forever. 
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O triune God, as another year of summer camp has begun here at Chapel of the Cross, we ask your gracious blessings upon the children and the families of the summer camp and the counselors and directors that lead and guide. As your word is proclaimed, we rejoice in your promise that your word will not return to you empty, but will accomplish what you desire and achieve the purpose for which you sent it. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving God, keep in your care all those who are troubled in any way, the sick, the hospitalized, the homebound. Comfort them, give them peace, and surround them with your grace. We especially remember this day, Bill Green and Charles Ward. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, give your comfort and peace to those who grieve the loss of loved ones. We especially remember this day, Pastor Ellery Glenn and his family upon the death of his aunt and godmother, Billy Phillips, last week Thursday. Lord, strengthen them with your grace and your power. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good right that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you. O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns forever in perfect unity with you and the Holy Spirit as one God and one Lord. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us always to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
please rise. Now may this eating and drinking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our closing hymn, In Christ Alone.